Hello, and welcome to Knitting Shop Live, the podcast recorded live and unscripted by your favorite knitting gals. We are your hosts, Brianna, Kathy, and Natalie, and a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us. Today, we'll be talking all about getting started. So we're going to jump in, grab your knitting or crochet or a drink and go on that walk because we're about to get started. What's on our needles, guys? Um, well, I am currently knitting on the anchor summer shirt. I am so close to the bottom hem. I I have talked about this all week long, but I had to rip out a ton because I joined a new ball of yarn in a new way. And I just didn't like the way that it looked. And it was dead center on the front of the sweater. I just, I I had to go back and fix it. So I had to rejoin my yarn. So I'm kind of trying to catch up to myself now. Um, but all is good there. And then guys, I have to show you, I know our listeners can't see this, but I've been working on the Little Leftovers cowl, which is a class that's coming up next week. And I am putting some really fun stripes in it. Um, it's one of those stitch patterns where there are, um, I think there's actually 25 segments of stitch patterning. So every like six rows, you have a totally different stitch pattern. And I am using these really fun colors in the perennial minis with a ball of Alegria. They are it's so much fun. And I love these mini skeins too. They're just like bright neon colors with this really fun, like yellow golden rod with a white base. It's really pretty. I'm very much enjoying that project. I just can't knit on it right now while I talk. And I'm also drinking a cocktail. So I'm, I'm just knitting on my sweater right now. <laughs> There you go. Listen, that is beautiful. I love the color combo. And if you're listening in and you love hot pink, you're going to have to tune in and Brianna's going to have to post a picture of this because it's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm going to connect this in the round this week and then add the hot pink in. So I, I will definitely be showing this off soon. I love it. It's gorgeous. And I am in that class and it starts next week. Did you say, I know my two classes are coming up so soon and I'm It's like really soon. So looking at that, I wanted to jump out on my seat and I wish everybody could see it. And speaking of the anchor, Brianna, I think you put that on social media recently. You were knitting on it. I did over the weekend. And I wanted to just reach into my phone and touch it. So social media, just a little mention out there. Remember to follow um, Roots Knitting on social media because what you've been putting out there and seeing some of these things like, oh my gosh. Okay, so on my, in my hands, uh, actually I'm using a hook. I am doing granny square, but it's not a square. It's a granny rectangle. And it's just a keep me occupied project. Cause I can do it and talk at the same time, which I always love for our podcast. And I also love it for, I'm watching basketball a lot right now and got to have a project and baseball. So it's been nice for that, but it's really just pacifying me until my two new classes start, which are next week. Yeah, both are next week, I think. No, I think mine's a week after. Oh my gosh. Well, Kathy, you have some time then. The cow is, I think, definitely next week. It is. It definitely (laughs) is. I'm ready. I'm looking at my stuff right here. Okay, that's me. Yay. 
All right. Well, I've just been knitting away on my store and away throw all week and working on my crochet market bag, which are two classes that are going on right now that are so fun. So I have my blanket knitters this week and we're talking border. So it's about to get really cable and I'm very excited. <laughs> I can't wait to see everybody's. Mm -hmm. It's going to be beautiful. All right. So do we want to jump into our topic today? Well, yeah. can we just jump back backwards for one second? Yeah. Let's remind it. Let's remind everybody like they need to be reminded, but we haven't been together for a couple of weeks, which that was, you know, my suggestion because we had busy things. Yeah. Can we just real quickly let everybody know what we've been doing while we've been absent? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All right. So Brianna, tell us what you've been doing. Well, the reason that we took a break from the podcast to begin with was because that I got married on May 20th. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Natalie and Kathy were both there. Um, they say they have a, they had a great time. We did. We <laughs> did. I, I will tell you guys, I actually just got my, all of my photos from our photographer back. I haven't had a chance to look through all of them, but they look so amazing and the I've been getting teasers from them they have an Instagram page and you know I gave them permission to share whatever um they didn't tag me in anything they just posted our photos but um it they were beautiful the teasers were beautiful I actually shared those on our Instagram page um the day that I got them I just like shared it in a story real quick um but if anybody wants to see them I will be sharing some more um because I did see a couple in there that are just like frameable photos I can't wait <laughs> I love it yeah cool. but yeah you know, that's, Brianna, not, that's only, not only did Brianna did Natalie and I have fun our dates had fun too yeah, it was good. So good it was so cool yeah, was a lot of fun. Awesome. And the food was amazing. And that was like <laughs> not always the story at a wedding, but the food was incredible. Yeah. Really I'm very happy about that. The dessert was my favorite part. <laughs> I actually got to eat some of it. So it's a very happy occasion and everybody was having fun. All right. Natalie, you go next. Okay. Well, I took um our hiatus as an opportunity to move. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I relocated kind of far. Um, we made a change. We moved up to Connecticut. So I'm up here now um, and it's different, but it's so far so good. And I'm very excited to kind of keep just doing everything that I was doing before, but you know, it's Zoom so I can do it from everywhere. So yeah. lots of fun. And I started a new job too. So that's going well, but I, I have had a few months at that. So it's not super, super new. Very cool. That's so cool. So, okay. And what have I been doing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even tell you just the day in and day out stuff. It just fills up a whole day when you're retired. That's what I am learning. So I've just been looking forward to tonight and here we are back together. So thank you for letting me insert that in there. Yeah, All right. It's good. To now be we're ready. <laughs> I love it. Well, Kathy, do you want to keep going and speak a little bit about this topic? So our topic is all about just creative like things that we do and how we keep ourselves motivated things like that um but I think it was inspired by a book you were reading right yeah I just read it so that is something I've been doing a bit more of in my retirement is reading and um, I'm not a great reader we've had these conversations before but 
grab your pencils. If you're listening, this book was great. It's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And it is by, the author is Rick Rubin. It was an it was easy to read, but the presentation of the information was really thought-provoking of, you know, knitting, of course, and crocheting are creative um, in themselves, but just everything we do in a day is a creation. We're creating something every minute of every day. And it had a lot of psychology, but good psychology in it, like not um, scientific psychology, easy to understand psychology. So that's where this topic came from. And would you like me to read the quote, Natalie? Um, yeah, if you have it in front of you or I have it in front of me, I can absolutely read it. All right, I'm going to hand it back to you. Go for okay. it. Yeah, so it says, Oscar Wilde said that some things are too important to be taken seriously. Art is one of those things. Setting the bar low, especially to get started, frees you to play, explore, and test without attachment to results. That was kind of a complicated quote but it is a really good quote because it just reminds me um I think reminds all of us maybe of you know when you're getting started in a new creative outlet you got to start at the basics you know yeah. I might see something like I want to paint the Mona Lisa but I know to get to Mona Lisa I've got to really work with my um color by number books at this stage of the game that's where mm -hmm. I am so yeah. I just love that really. And it's like, that's what the gist of this book was, is giving you permission to understand how and where to start on things and don't be hard on yourself, um, but also follow through. So I thought that yeah. quote was inspiring. But I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, so in reference to this quote, we have a few questions. Um, the first one is, what are you putting off? Projects? Knitting or crocheting, house stuff, everything that you can think of. What are you putting off? Um, definitely house stuff. <laughs> um, well, we had an excuse for a while, but now that we're married, we have a kitchen that needs to get redone. And right now our kitchen cabinets are in the dining room <laughs> where they shouldn't be. Um, so we're working on that. But also like other just house stuff, just like tidying and things like that I have not been good at any of that stuff lately I've been putting all that off like I don't want to do it I don't want to do laundry we have like well not anymore and I'll get to it um but we had a like giant basket of linens in the basement we have a basket at the bottom of the steps in our basement so like anytime a kitchen towel gets dirty or like we're done with a rag we just toss it down the steps and every day we go down and like have to pick stuff up off the steps because I never make it down to the basket but we finally did laundry this weekend and it felt good um but that's the kind of stuff I just I don't want to do it takes up too much space in my mind um, but once it's done, I feel lighter, like the house is cleaner and like, I know the laundry's done. So I know that there's like fresh towels in the closet and I have clothes for work on Monday. It feels good when it's done, but I just, I always put it off and I don't, I don't really know why. Cause other things I don't do that with, but I definitely put off that house stuff. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking about these topics today and three out of four of my, well, 
yeah, three out of four of my things that I'm putting off are all kind of house related. And mine is a garden. Now I have put off creating a garden at this house for over 30 years. <laughs> and I really thought that in retirement, maybe just maybe, I mean, look at there's so much time in a day. I would work on a garden and I, I just keep putting it off. Now I've had time to think about these things and we can circle back to that in a little bit, but um, yeah, mine is, is creating a garden at the house that I've lived in for over 30 years. Nothing <laughs> grows here. Nothing. <laughs> Not true. Just maybe no plants. <laughs> yeah. It will grow there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, Natalie, what are you putting off? Oh my God, what am I not putting off? First of all, I'm putting off a lot of wedding things um, because I had to put my life on hold to move, which is fine, but I am so stressed out about the wedding things and it's hard to even like wrap my head around them. Number one thing is invitations, which I found an invitation I liked last night, but now I have to call the venue and deal with like the food options and like all that stuff. So I'm hoping to do that this week if I have the mental capacity to get there, so bear with me but wedding stuff is probably top of our list we have to like do the cake still a lot of like the decorations little things and I'm not very good at that like I'm fine with it when I put pen to paper and I'm ready to do it I'm good mm-hmm. but prior to that I just stress about it until I actually get into the mood to like take care of it and stop worrying about it so that's where I'm at right now with my wedding and then on top of that my life is just a little bit of a mess and I I'm usually a little bit of a mess just generally as a human being but one thing that I will say about us in the last like maybe four years usually I'm relatively clean in my house and it's very not relatively clean there's boxes everywhere so that's just the chaos of my life and There are instances where I'm putting things off because we're waiting like to figure out where things are going and it's, you know, pictures are hung up, you know. One thing I did do this weekend that I have been putting off, I redid our bookshelves because that's part of my house that just brings me such joy. (laughs) I love looking at it. I love when it looks the way I want it to. So I went through and I, I did all of that and we actually had like a whole bag that I brought from my parents house so I got those up on there I feel like we live here a little bit more now yeah doing that so I think just like the little things will really add up to like make us feel more at home but oh my god it's just so much to think about (laughs) and all that stuff takes time like even if they are little things that it's a lot of little things that add up yeah. Yeah. I mean, big, the big successes, I would say like working kitchen and everything's like away in the bathroom. Those are two huge things that like, I think will make us feel very at home, but it's been oof crazy. Yeah. It's a whirl. It's a whirlwind. Don't you feel better though? As we're talking, I said this the other night. Well, last night I was on with my theta is like some of the chats we have sometimes when you're by yourself or there's something like you know you're thinking about why am I avoiding that project you go everybody else is getting stuff done it must just be me and then you start to talk with your friends you're like oh no we're all doing this we just have different things that we're putting off so it's almost like misery loves company and, uh-huh. and hey, I feel better about me right now how about you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah my laundry situation Brianna is dire as well so 
every you. week, every week, every day I turn around and there's more laundry. Like, how can that happen? I, okay. You guys, you know me and laundry, like Ed does, Ed has way more laundry than me. I I've got a little system there. And part of my system is that I own a ton of underwear. Like the whole world needs to know that I actually have 42 pairs of underwear. Now there's some that you're happier to wear than others, yeah. but I try to always have 42 pairs of underwear. And I have to tell you, I am doing laundry today for the first time. It might be since April 15th. And the reason I say that that's two months, which would be 60. So I must've washed underwear once. <laughs> <laughs> But I had a t-shirt in the laundry basket. I forgot about the clothes I even had in this laundry basket. I had a t-shirt in there that I know for a fact the last time I wore it was April 15th. So I was like, oh my gosh. Anyway, um, but I actually have to say, so I think sometimes too, with getting started, getting things done, like what I think is the solution to not having to do laundry too often is actually part of the problem. So I I let it go too long. So yeah. 42 pairs of underwear is too much. I think maybe three weeks worth of underwear would be better. Yeah, because then you're prepared for a situation where your washer breaks, but it doesn't let you go too long. Yeah, yeah, because you really do find a way to go longer and longer. I literally, the last two weeks, maybe that's what I've been busy doing while I was looking forward to tonight. I literally, I didn't say, oh, I can't do laundry today. I'll do it tomorrow. I literally for the last two weeks have said, I can't do laundry this week. Maybe I'll do it next week. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, but so awesome. <laughs> Not if you were seeing that operation right now by that washing machine, you'd be like, oh my gosh, anyway. So I love it. My solution's a part yeah. of the problem, actually, is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that that's a big thing. And also just in terms of like house stuff, if you're not actively like tidying up or like doing things on a regular basis, it gets too bad where you just actively avoid it. Exactly. Yeah. It just compounds the problem because yeah. you're like, well, I've already gone a month beyond cleaning. Let's go. I'll go another month, you know, yeah. a week, a month. <laughs> one thing that I started using that like motivates the hell out of me to clean I am obsessed with the smell of fabuloso <laughs> does anyone else use fabuloso do you guys use fabuloso no oh my god I'm obsessed with the smell of fabuloso <laughs> and so like I will I will clean my bathroom like once every other like once a week every other week I do like a deep clean of the floor just because I love the smell of fabuloso I have on my registry a spin mop and yes. I'm so freaking excited for the spin mop so that I can use my fabuloso <laughs> <laughs> So That's... everyone just needs to find their fabuloso. Like, what is the fabuloso of laundry? How do we do yeah. that? You need that motivator sometimes, like finding a product that you actually like to use in the cleaning aspect of things. Or just like, um, Natalie, you were talking about putting pictures up on the wall and like making your bookshelf look nice. Like if your space is... If you like the things that are in your space and you like to look at it, 
you're more motivated to keep it nice and you just have to get it started first and like figure out what that the beginning part is and the rest of it tends to fall into place and once you get started it always reminds well it is the endorphins it's the endorphins of exercise the endorphins of sitting down to knit or crochet 20 minutes into it you're like why did I put this off for so stinking long and I'm having a great time so I have to tell you my fabuloso of cleaning I'm not saying that right fabulosa of cleaning Natalie, I took it right from you and I did it last week because that had been delayed a bit too. And I was like, got to do it, Kathy. I put on my ear pods, I put my ear pods in and our AirPods, whatever they are. And I listened to something that I really liked. And for two hours, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize I was cleaning because I was so into what I was listening to. And I can't remember exactly what it was, if it was a podcast or music, but that's my fabulosa of cleaning the house now is remember to put those AirPods in and listen to something you are enjoying. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I do that too. It's the best. (laughs) Yeah. And I could actually do that in the garden because those AirPods go all over the place. So maybe that's something I need to do is just put those in and just, um, see how far I can get on making a garden here. (laughs) That's your garden. Fabuloso. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Love it. All right, you guys. Well, what else are we putting off? Anything else? Are we putting off knitting and crochet? Is anyone putting off their knitting? Um, I I do have to say I'm not putting off my current knitting, but there's stuff that I know I have to or want to do that I just I can't mentally sit down and get it started right now. Like I just have too many other things happening that I'm I'm kind of putting off those things I know I want to do. They don't necessarily have a deadline besides like the end of the year. Um, but it's only June 12th. So I have like six and a half more months. I love it. You're fine. You'll I'll be, be saying that on December 12th. <laughs> like, oh, I only well, have You'll find out on January, probably like 13th or something when we review the five things we said we were going to make in 2022 or our resolutions. Did we do them all? Yeah. Yeah. Now I am not, I have to say, like I was saying, I was thinking about my knitting and my crochet. If anything, actually right now I am anticipating my next class. So I, um, I haven't been really avoiding anything that I can think of offhand but um yeah because it is it is um again it's a lot of baseball it's a lot of basketball watching so I've had time to do it with that but it's also it makes me happy it keeps you calm it makes me happy um and I I think what motivates me to keep up is knowing that I have another class coming definitely because otherwise it's easy to go oh I'll pick that up in a week or so Um, but no, I can keep up with my knitting. It's my laundry. I have an issue with. (laughs) I love it. If only there was a roots for laundry. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we need. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm, I'm not necessarily putting off my knitting and crochet and I'll tell you why I'm obsessed with my tote bag rotation. I feel like the last year I've acquired a lot of cool tote bags and I'm obsessed with making one free so that I can put something new in it yeah because different projects take you different places so then I'm taking a different tote bag in certain instances than I typically was and I don't know why but like just the whole outfitting of that 
I'm obsessed with. So I finish things faster, I feel like, because I want to free up the tote bag for something else. Well, that's like starting, like you're starting something with this really cool thing. Like the bag is the motivator to get you started on that new project. I feel the same way about like having to go work out or like exercise. I, I like it and I know that I do, but like, like you mentioned earlier, Kathy, like you don't, really want to do it before you're doing it I don't know many people that do but if you buy a new like workout outfit or like a new yoga mat you're gonna want to use it yeah 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 it's Love that's it. so true yeah definitely a new a new pair of yoga pants a new yoga shirt yeah it's all it's all good yeah or, here's mine I did all that I did all that exercise today I did that yoga I did that walk now I can have that little Debbie's cream thing that I love. We all deserve a little treat at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, let's talk about why aren't we getting started on some of these things? What's the reason? Let's address the problem in the room. Well, for me, I feel like a lot of things that I'm not getting started are because there's so many little things that pile up and then they just start swirling around and they turn into this giant tornado. So you don't want to start anything Um, like whether it's creative or not, and especially creative things, there's so much harder to start when you don't have anything to start with. Like there's no system. You don't have a plan. So I've actually, over the last like few months, we have been making, John and I, by we, and Natalie and I too with Roots, we have so many spreadsheets of just things that need to happen in a certain order or like um, John and I, right now we're planning our honeymoon and to in order for us to do that together and to keep the idea straight in our head we have a spreadsheet of like potential places the cost of those places and of you know other activities we might want to do while we're there i have spreadsheets of everything whether it's the honeymoon all of our like home remodeling projects that we want to take on i have a list of those what the priorities are and when certain things need to get done, because like outside things need to get done in warm weather, in warm weather. And some of the things that are more inside or like in the basement can get done when it's cold. So like by season and then by cost too. So we can save money for it. I have a spreadsheet for our budget. That stuff helps me get all of the, the mundane things out of my head onto paper so I can actually take the time to think about the creative aspect of it like with Natalie and I at Roots we have you know when our classes are starting when certain emails need to go out when certain social media posts need to go out things we're doing each month or each week or each season and they're all laid out already we took you know a whole day to just like put everything into their own boxes and for the rest of the time the rest of the calendar we can put our creative touches into those things because we know when they're due we know they have to get done and we don't have to think about that 
You know what I mean? So like, I'm not trying to, you know, put this creative spin on something and I'm not forgetting anything. That's always my biggest worry is forgetting. So having it written down is really helpful in me getting something started. And I do that with everything. I've I've always done that. If I want to start a new hobby, I'll like research it and make a spreadsheet on things that I might need for that hobby. <laughs> and like make a budget for it. And then then I decide like, do I even want to do this? And sometimes I just trash the whole spreadsheet. Like I don't want to garden. <laughs> I just don't do it. I buy pots. And I have like a shovel and every season I buy dirt and just like shove stuff in a pot, but I don't touch it otherwise. <laughs> like I just don't. And I know that about me, like I'm just never going to really start that. Um, But other things, like I think about it for a while and then I start dreaming about the potentials, the like what I could do with this thing that I know, or like you know where we could go on our honeymoon and like what that's gonna look like you can really start to dream about that when it's all all like the mechanics of it are already laid out for you facts are recorded yeah absolutely well okay so going right into that gardening thing so I really (laughs) don't want to garden either to be honest with you it's just not on my list but yeah, I love gardens. I think gardens are the most amazing, beautiful thing. I totally appreciate them. And I have so many friends and my neighbor right across the street who have the most beautiful garden. As I said to when I was visiting today over there on the porch, I said, you know, I'm so glad I get, I live across the street because I get to see the garden. Like you're sitting on this side. You can't see your garden. I see it. But okay. So here is my thing on gardening. I will tell you, I thought about it today. What is it? Part of it is it's hot and I just don't like hot. So that's my big thing. But my biggest thing, and I I, I realized that today I really was, I think I zeroed in on it is it's fear. I am so afraid that the things I grow, that I plant won't grow. Ed and I have had no success. I mean, we tried to grow tomatoes like in a big clay pot. We really thought we had this down. We put in the right soil and the right nutrients and all that. And it didn't grow. <laughs> so I feel like the hardest thing to grow. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm convinced that I don't think I can grow anything. So I am so afraid. So I will say though, I just did this a couple weeks ago. I went with a friend to a greenhouse and I got, I did get a house plant and that is, I'm going to tell you, it's thriving. It's looking really good. So I think I'm going to take baby steps to get over this fear of Kathy. You can't grow anything. Everything dies when you're taking care of it. And maybe by next year, try to really step up again and do some good planting and maybe start a garden. That's yeah. my story. Minus fear. Mine is totally fear. You know what? I think that's so honest and so true for so many things though. Like there are so many things I don't do because I'm straight up just scared to do them. Even if I don't like necessarily always admit it to myself, like I will make every excuse in the book as to why I can't or don't do something, but like it really 90 times out of a hundred is like, I'm just scared that I'll be bad at it. You know, that's such a huge thing, but I will say pure pressure is kind of magic don't you think oh for sure yeah because I'm like sitting here listening to both of you speak about the things that like are keeping you from starting like Brianna 
if we weren't doing this together with roots, there are so many instances where I would be like, I'll do that tomorrow. But like the peer pressure of knowing that like you're dependent on the work that I do and upholding my, my half of making sure I'm contributing just as much like that keeps me so disciplined. And I think too, like with knitting and like our classes, like knowing that, you know, I'm knitting with people and like, we're all experiencing this at the same time that keeps me disciplined to a timeline. Like gardening like I had someone like I got into houseplants because my sibling knows a lot about houseplants and so I felt like I had a support system someone I could talk to when things went wrong and there you go peer pressure you know to like do a good job because they do a good job so I don't know I think it's kind of magic I think it's so positive and aren't we just the best and so happy that we have all these great knitting friends you know yeah. Yep. And peer pressure right. isn't, isn't always a bad thing. It's just like that accountability, like, especially it, like in a class, you Absolutely. sign up, you're committing to those dates and times to that project. And so are, you know, five to 15 other people in that class. So you guys are like in it together. And I think that's really important, especially if you're getting started in a new thing, um, like, you know, whether it be gardening or music or knitting or crochet, like if you are really interested and in whether you want to learn or you just want to keep continuing doing what you're doing, find a group that knows about that thing, like find a club, find an organization um, you know, if your employer has like in work sanctioned softball leagues, like join the softball league and and have a good time with those people because they do the job that you do. They're not professional softball players. Like not no one is good. So it it kind of evens out the playing field, so to speak, for something like that too, if you're new to it. Um, but like find find some local places that where there's people that gather with the same interests and it's it's a lot easier to get started when you have that that camaraderie the accountability yeah Yeah. and like the approachability right like it's approachable I can I can do that without having so much fear because I feel like there's someone on the other end who has my back Mm -hmm. I don't know I think it's kind of cool you know, we threw a word out there too, which I actually I'll whisper this right now. It's going to be next week's topic is positivity. But um, like you were mentioning, um, Natalie, with your experience with House Pledge, you had someone to share this with. And so you probably approached it even with a more positive spirit. And I think that's what I've done with my house plant is I've approached it a little bit more positively because I was with a friend when I bought this, she bought a plant, I bought a plant. Yeah. And it's like exciting because I can say to her, look at my plant. Like she appreciates it. Mm-hmm. Anybody else that I say, look at my plant is going to go, oh, nice. But when I show it to her and vice versa, when I see hers, we both remember the day we bought it and what, yeah. you know, they were smaller and how that they're getting bigger. So the, I think having a little bit of peer pressure, um, a partnership and things built in the positivity. And I think we've had this conversation in podcasts on many topics. Um, our plants know it. Our plants know when we are happy and not afraid of them. Yeah. It's like a dog, like growing a garden for me, is like a dog. Like if the dog knows I'm afraid, he's going to be a little more aggressive. Probably yeah. the garden knows that, but the, the lodendron doesn't know that. So it's growing. So yeah. yeah. That's awesome. 
I, I really can't tell you guys what the reason is for me not starting. I think I just get overwhelmed with all the information. I'm like information overload 24 seven. Yeah. And I feel like I just have a running list of things I know I need to do. And until I put them in my mental queue, it just doesn't happen. Like I start every single day now, I feel like laying in bed, like staring at the ceiling and just going, okay, I'm going to get up and here are the six things I'm going to do. You know, like I plan it all out. Like these are the things I'm going to tackle. And then I feel like my day moves in like phases. So I feel like in that regard, I'm a little bit more productive than I was maybe five years ago. Cause I take that approach in the morning, but at the same time, there's things like wedding invitations, for example, that sit on that docket for like three months mm-hmm. and don't get done until it's like crunch time. But I think, you know, like having the space to be creative is good. Having the space to have the idea is great. And for me, that's when I'm in the shower nine times out of 10. (laughs) But the actual pressure of the deadline is what makes me perform. Yeah. So it's kind of hand in hand, similar to what you were saying to Brianna about, you know, just like the, the structure, having the structure to perform, but still have the space to be creative. It's about balance. Yeah. And that's a real life scenario. I feel like a lot of what we do at Roots is like, even though we are really structured, we both know that if we take time to do certain things or like, if we're not feeling something one day, we're just gonna put it off. Like if we can't get into that creative space to do something, it's just going to go on to the next day's agenda. And we have the flexibility to do that with a lot of things. Um, And I, I try to incorporate that into life because after all we are human and getting started is hard. So being easy on yourself with getting started or even continuing with something you know if you're really not feeling it don't push yourself because then that leads to frustration and negativity and you don't want that especially if it is something new that you're getting into yeah and I think too being doing research to understand what's information overload right like there's a lot of things out there, I think, for any type of thing you're doing that market themselves as beginner mm-hmm. or like achievable, like as a beginner, and they're not necessarily achievable as a beginner. You would you would be overloading yourself and stressing yourself out to get there. So like I think doing the research up front of, you know, how do I break this down so it's manageable and, you know, I'm not going to get discouraged Cause yeah. I think that's the, that there's a tipping point there learning anything new where like there's a bell curve where you just get discouraged with too much all at once. And it's, then you put it down, you might not pick it up again. So I feel like research is always good. <laughs> totally ties into the quote that we started with of setting the bar low, which sounds like a negative thing, but it is not in the creative process, set the bar yeah. low. Um, so that you do get started. So it frees you to play, explore, and test without attachment to the results. Yeah. Full circle. Look at us, guys. Put us on Good Morning America. Right. <laughs> I love it. There you go. <laughs> guys, any other thoughts? Any other thoughts on our topic today? I don't think so. Get started with something. Whatever you've been putting off, just, just explore it and have fun with it. It doesn't have to be a hard thing. I need to take that advice for myself, I think. 
grow a philodendron. Don't plant a garden. How's yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, just protect your peace and do what you think will make you happy and yeah. do it in a way that will make you happy. Don't, don't bust yourself like to get it done. Like just have a hobby, do a hobby, not a task. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, do it, and do it your way because that's what the creative, the creative process is doing it your own way. Absolutely. All right. Are you guys ready for some hard hitting questions? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. What's your favorite thing this week? Um, <laughs> since I have a lot of it left over from the wedding, uh, my favorite thing this week is Jameson orange. <laughs> I, love I, it. I got a lot of alcohol from a friend who is a manager at a, at a bar restaurant for my wedding but some of the stuff wasn't exactly like wedding bar worthy so I just like kept it for myself but I I didn't realize like how much leftover we would have and now I have two giant bottles of Jameson orange and don't get me wrong I like it it's it's Jameson whiskey but it's orange flavored it's very good and it's very good as like a Jameson and ginger ale delicious but I am like halfway through the first bottle and I'm I don't think I'm ever going to open that second bottle or maybe like three years from now but I'm very sick of it (laughs) but it's still been my favorite thing I mean I drank half a bottle of it in the last week or two (laughs) all right okay I gotta tell you I love this thing I it is the dash rapid egg cooker do you girls know about this oh yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh I received one from Gusty um I was talking about we eat a lot of eggs and I make a lot of egg salad Mm -hmm. I'm like you know I really don't need another gadget I don't need something on my kitchen counter it shows up at my drawer the next day thank you very much Gusty (laughs) I love it I love it it it, it's it's counter worthy it is amazing how it does this hard-boiled eggs and they peel perfectly. How does that work? Is it like a a thing that you lift up and put eggs in? It's it? magic. But I will tell you, and anybody who hasn't gotten one yet, gotta look this up. The Dash Rapid Egg Cooker, uh-huh. and it sits like sort of. A, it almost looks like a little bit of a mini crock pot or something. It looks like a spaceship. Actually, is what it looks like a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And you actually pierce the shell of the egg. So I was like, what's this all about? I'm going to do this just so I can figure this out. I don't know how that all works, but it works. And you can have six perfectly hard-boiled eggs um, doing their thing in the rapid pot while you are, it's just this plug-in thing while you're having your morning coffee and it's the best. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Check it out. I love it. What about you? All right. If you're into skincare and you're listening to this, don't come for me for saying this, but I recently <laughs> just started wearing SPF every day. <laughs> Not something I did prior to this, um, but it's my favorite thing in the world. And I think it's changed my skin like a lot. Um, a particular brand or just. Well, so my foundation for a while had SPF in it and I started to notice a difference. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just try and put like an SPF on my face prior to putting my makeup on. And I started using the La Roche-Posay. It's a little pricey, um, but I feel like you get good mileage out of the bottle. 
Um, and it's, it's actually medicated because I have rosacea really bad that I'm trying to get rid of. I've had it my whole life. Um, and it has like a certain kind of acid that's supposed to be really good for people who have rosacea. And it's like tingly when I put it on my skin and it makes my skin look so glowy. And I don't know, I feel more confident when I have it on, but I feel protected. Let me tell you, I feel protected from the sun. So. All right. Good to Where's start early in that venue. Good to start early. Good job. Yeah, it's definitely changed my skin for the better. Well, because when you have rosacea, you're really sensitive to the sun. So I'm someone who gets so red, like embarrassingly red when it's hot out, even though I might not be like overheating or warm, my skin makes me look like it. And then people are always like, are you okay? Are you doing all right? I'm like, yeah, I just had a drink and it's above 70. So, you know, I'm fine. (laughs) So it's been nice to not have to worry so much about having like full coverage on my face all the time, because that controls it a lot more naturally, I guess. So Okay, nice. I'm on Amazon right now. <laughs> Do it. I highly recommend it. I really like it. I use their vitamin C serum too, which I also really like it recommends. Um, but they're good. Nice. That's my fave. All right. Best question of the night. What's for dinner? <laughs> we had leftover Chinese food tonight. That it's so much food. better leftover too. Yeah, definitely. With a side of orange Jameson, right? No. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right. We had breakfast and it did not involve eggs because I had an egg at lunch. So we had breakfast, which was waffles, scrapple, and we always have it with a side of applesauce. Ooh, that sounds so good. I love breakfast. I love breakfast for dinner. A little brinner. Yes. (laughs) We had, I had a package of gnocchi that I got at Trader Joe's, which if you haven't tried the Trader Joe's gnocchi, it's like $2. It's awesome. Go get it. And we put some chicken sausage in there and um, with some tomato sauce, I made like a little salad with everything that was like about to go bad in our fridge. It was a great dinner. And I actually ate before the podcast today, you guys, be proud of me. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Nice. Went well. All right, guys. Well, I think that's all of our big questions. Are there any announcements that we want to speak to? I don't think so. No. Well, just was so this is episode 158 that we recorded tonight. Again, these numbers make me go, wow. So our next episode will record it next Monday as long as it works for all of us. 159. And the topic is positivity. I love so, it. Stay tuned. We've got <laughs> lots to talk about, guys. I feel like we're all very positive people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well then. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to us today. We wonder, are you listening? Please add a review to where you listen to KSL. Share us on your Facebook and Instagram to let others know that you are listening and we are making a difference in your lives. We'd love to hear from you and invite you to join us as a guest on a future podcast. We promise there's no work involved. You just need to email Kathy or Brianna and Natalie if you would like to join us on a show. And our info to email us will be down in the show notes. So please be sure to check that out. Hopefully by now you've finished your project, drink or walk because it's time for us to bind off. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.